Kevin, with having another game to play and having some dialogue, how do you characterize how things are with you and Draymond? Don't ask me about that again. listening to your favorite basketball and wrestling podcast threes from the ring and of course i got my boy trail Saf on this episode again what's poppin and this your boy chris J once again and as you can tell from uh the intro song it's fk kevin durant not in my heart like i don't have no problems with kd in my heart but it's a move for Draymond Green right now, I can honestly say. And if you don't know why, but last week was a rough week for the Golden State Warriors. They lost four games in a row. Uh, and during the first L of that uh, of last week, they pretty much lost an overtime game against the Clippers because Draymond Green literally said, F Kevin Durant. I'm gonna take the uh, take this rebound from you, run up the court, turn well not necessarily turn the ball over, but slip and fall, and proceed to um, look goofy on the court. KD's mad. They go back and forth. He KD says that's why I'm here for KD. Uh, I mean Draymond proceeds calling him a bitch multiple times, and the next thing I know. All hell's pretty much broke loose to the point mm-hmm. where literally that argument led to a nice big fat L to the Clippers and then multiple L's throughout the entire week. Draymond proceeds to get suspended because he, during the course of their argument, which leaked to the locker room after that L to the Clippers, they he pretty much said, and your free agency bull crap is uh, messing up the team. We we don't need you. We will win without you, which is comical in itself. If once we break this down in a little bit, and Draymond got suspended by the team, and then they lose. They lose again. Draymond's out. They lose again, and yeah. And the Warriors are now third in the West. Thank you for giving the uh, the Clippers and the Trailblazers number one in the West going into this week. But yeah, so that's the uh, Warrior scandal. So Trail, go ahead and add your takes before I go in a little deeper on it. Oh, now we don't have anything. It'll be like that sometime. I'm pretty sure Draymond says it. I'm pretty sure KD said it. Um, for the team, it's missing Steph Curry, obviously. It they wouldn't have that. They wouldn't even have that whole entire problem if Steph Curry was on that court. In a sense, because they would have been beating LA by like twenty, so they wouldn't even be having that whole entire problem. Um, Steph Curry off the court shows the weaknesses in that team, and 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 the biggest weakness is not necessarily all uh, Draymond and KD can't get along, but the simple fact they have no type of depth whatsoever. So when you have no type of depth coming off that bench, our old Andre Iguodala, old Bershon, I mean um, Livingston, and a bunch of people who. <laughs> Barely when Steph Curry there, barely even got a, got, get a, got a darn chance to even touch the ball. 
it's not going to work out well for them. So when Steph Curry comes back, it would all be good. Now, mind you, whatever's happening with KD's free agency thing, I don't know, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be hurt if I'm Draymond Green. If I'm Draymond Green, I'd just be worried about getting my paper from a team that's not the Warriors because that's that team they're not going to resign Draymond. But and that's what they're not telling Draymond because Draymond, as you always say, is the offendable one. Um, and main focus is to make sure you keep KD. So, yeah, Draymond. And try to keep Clay happy at the same time. So, so Draymond is extremely expendable. Uh, so, um, I don't know. I think everything's going to be good for the team. Um, I think everything, like, in the future, like, they're still going to probably win the chip. Uh, when they get back healthy around All-Star break, they still gonna, uh, <laughs> they still gonna beat everybody in the West. I mean, the team they're gonna have a hard time with is the freaking Lakers. Yeah, that's it. Like, they're gonna run through Boston because Boston has freaking depth issues. If they meet Toronto, it might go six. But it's 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 big, but at the same time, it ain't big till the summertime. Because I think the main focus on only man, all they man, I'm pretty sure Steve Curry is short this. Let's get the street feet. And that's what they're going to do. I feel you. Uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, it's it's being blown up solely because it has something to do with KD's free agency. And, mm-hmm. like, my problem is, is the fact that Draymond reacted the way that he did. And it just mm-hmm. it's making them look goofy in the light because for one, you called KD. You yeah. called him after y'all blew the three one lead. Used the one immediately outside the arena, calling up KD like A O folk. Uh yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's let's do this together. We need you. We need you. Y'all won one ring without KD. KD has won y'all two. Yep. One, two finals MVP. Even though you can argue Steph deserved the one from last one, but last, nah, last nah, you can I'm argue good, it. Good, Hold good, on. I'm, just, I, look, I, I'm a firm believer that KD deserves it. I'm just saying no. that you can argue that Steph, that was the closest one Steph could have won. But, yep. but at the end of the day, Y'all the ones looking like we needed KD instead of KD needing y'all. Because mm-hmm. let's keep it G. LeBron and Kyrie, like, y'all, they if they didn't have KD, that blowing the 3-1 lead was in their head. Yeah. Going to that next finals is going to be in their head. And you got to factor in this. If they didn't add KD... For all we know, the Thunder probably would have added something and got to the finals. Probably still could have added Paul George. Probably. Yeah, probably. That'd be a... Ooh, scary. But, like, yeah, they probably could have added Paul George still. Or, like, even the Rockets would still be a... Would have still elevated to be a better team as well. Definitely. So, yeah. So, you got to factor in, like... Stuff like that as well. Like the West was still going to get a lot more competitive, and adding KD to our already great team, 
made y'all just that special tier of a team where nobody was going to catch up and all mm-hmm. of that. So to think that like the league wasn't going to get better and catch up with you guys is kind of laughable when you think about it at the end of the day. That's just how I look at it because like, Especially, it's it's coming out of Draymond's mouth. Like you're the one, like he knows he's the expendable one, so he's the one complaining. Like Clay don't really give a damn. Like Clay doesn't, and then it shows when they just they suspended Draymond. And it was like, yo, nigga, shut the hell up. Even That's Clay enough. had to speak up in the locker room, saying like, yo, you tripping. And Clay don't care about nothing about his money, weed, and hoes, and eating. <laughs> yep. But yeah, so at yeah. the end of the go ahead. At the end of the day, it's gonna be good. They're gonna get that. If you don't, like we worry if Steph Curry come back and they still lose. Only is that we worry. Exactly. That's the only time we think about the the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry come back, still lose. But before that, it's no like it's no. They don't have in many years two all stars and a half on a team full of bench players. Okay, how much they ever learn talent? It's a team full of bench players. So, in that sense, of course, it's going to look that bad when it comes to the losing aspect. Only thing we have to worry about is KD and his free agency, but we don't have to worry about that until June after he get his freaking third ring. And that's it. Pretty much. We're going to hope Matty Johnson will see him and say, man, LA got some fouls. I got A's because of it, man. You better take it up. You better come over. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But moving on uh, to the the next train, right? The Washington yeah. Wizards. You pretty much called this uh, last episode when you says uh, the Washington Wizards is a uh, is pretty much a terrorist uh, a terrorist attack. What you say? <laughs> terrorist attack in DC? <laughs> literally, they they're literally oh a big terrorist attack. Jeez, they. <laughs> you said. Basically, what it is, it's sad. It is, but pretty much what happened with the Wizards. So this week, um, pretty much, um, they had a really tough practice uh, the other day, and John Wall cussed out Scott Brooks. It's not surprising. I feel like he Scott Brooks just like he's a good. I don't even. It's tough to say. Really, he's a good coach. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy, and he seems like type like he don't need to be coaching a veteran led team in a way. Like perfect coach for a group of young guys. Cleveland, Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland. Maybe even the Bulls. Like this young Bulls team, depending what they do with free agency next couple seasons. But like, I'm not surprised John Wall called them out, and he's also the next guy to be called a bitch. <laughs> Short amount of time. Once again, so uh so John Wall pulled his whole card and then that supposed this practice was so chaotic that Bradley Bill told people in the front office he's pretty much fed up. 
He's been dealing with this for six, seven, eight seasons now, and he's done with it all. And next thing we know, we get a watch bomb where he pretty much states, uh, yeah, gee, um, everybody's the are shipping. Yeah, everybody's, everybody's available, not for free, but, uh, the highest bidder can take John Wall and Bradley Bill. Please, please. Well, y'all still think John Wall will be a Washington Wizard at the end of this season? Bradley Bill don't want to because it's more interesting about the Bill than John Wall. Give me one second. I'm back. I need that water. Um, yeah, but um, it's more interesting about the Bill than John Wall. Not saying that Bradley Bill is a better player than John Wall, just saying. Bobby Bill can compliment way more teams than John Wall can at the moment. At the moment. And he can compliment way more contenders. Throw Bradley Bill to Washington. I mean, not on Washington. I mean, throw Bradley Bill to the Raptors. The Raptors get better. Throw Bradley Bill to. Man, you throw Bradley Bill for more kill folks on my Philly team, man. More kill folks and a couple picks, man. Come on, G. Come on, you throw another nigga in there? Should get way better. He can, we all know yeah, LA. Broken. <laughs> we all know LA. We all know, um, shoot, uh, who else can use him in the West? Shoot, the, uh, okay, so you can use him. Okay, so still, you know, so wow, you know, another guy that Russ don't pass the ball to? Hey. Literally, <laughs> Russ is literally what is an MVP version of John Wall. <laughs> but no, Russ, but Russ, I would say Russ, don't, Russ ain't, you know, in the club as much as John Wall is. So, <laughs> I read a post that I was looking at the comments Stephen A. was saying about John Wall. Stephen A. was going off on him. And some dude commented, John Wall is the first one to I mean, the first one being the last one to leave the club. And I said, about the practice of So, I. I don't know, man. John, like I said, John Wall contract is it's scary. It's doable, like you can go to Orlando or something like that when you're talking. But it's still not. You can get you can get Bradley Bill and then ship Bradley Bill. Probably ship Kelly Oubre, get some more young pieces, and just tank with John Wall. Like just do it because Bradley Bill ain't going to attract no stars to Washington. But a lot of cap space and John Wall can. So it is really shout out to Adidas for giving that man another contract even though he voted shit. Go ahead, Chris. So how I feel you I like I agree that Bradley Bill's the easiest one to ex is the easiest expendable one. I if you let me look I'm gonna look up their contracts real quick too as I um uh, speaking. But, like, I know John yeah, Wall got okay. the $200 million max. I know that, but no. I don't know Bradley no, Bill's contract. Not, it didn't even affect that. It affects next year. Damn. It didn't even start yet. Let's see. It next Bradley year. Bill. Shout out to Sports Spot Rack. Is this the name of the website? Spot Rack for giving out contract information. So, Bradley Bill's contract is a five-year, $127 million Hey, that's that's a, damn. That's not bad. Even though the number goes up every year, 
but he's in the third year of this contract. So you're only in this contract for two more years, and it's not even a, really a max. So, like, for any team that's, like, looking for a all-star, max-level guy, you're not even getting a max contract on top of it. So, like, which is a blessing in itself. But, yep. um, but yeah, but how I feel overall is that, the Wizards is going to have to get rid of both. Like, I I get your point. Like, John Wall has a super max, so it's a disgusting contract to try to get rid of. But I feel like you can't keep – John Wall is the bigger problem than Bradley Beal. Yeah. And, and if you're going to restart, if I had to pick, I'd rather deal with the lesser problem than the big problem and yeah it's, it's like i i get your point whereas who's going to take 200 million dollar con- a 200 million dollar contract that's but not in effect yet that's not in effect yet so but at the same time it's enough young teams that's like and eh, we're there but we have the potential to get there we just need maybe our all-star caliber guy to get us there which is why, like I mentioned to you outside the podcast, the Magic is a good option. Like, they are looking for a point guard. You need a point guard. Like, it's only so much. It's on, you can't, DJ Augustine can only take this team so far. And Vukovic isn't their center of the future. Vukovic is at the point of a career where he's ready to be on a new team, preferably a contending type team. And one thing I know about John Wall at this point in his career, he doesn't want to go through another rebuild. At least when we can go to the Magic, they he could he can't take them to the playoffs, and he'll still be the face of the franchise. And plus, he's in Florida. Florida's great. Even though, yeah, you're in Atlanta. Gee, I don't know how long it takes to get to uh Miami, Miami. from uh Orlando, but I'm pretty sure he can still live his best life in Miami. <laughs> like you get the party in at Miami, at least on your uh, days off. Shoot, because like I'm just thinking like how a nigga like John Wall would think, and plus you get to live with chill with Rick Ross and stuff. Like ma- the Magic is not a bad option for him, and and plus they got youth that's just ready to ready to uh, grow up too. So they, I think John Wall would get them there, and plus John Wall loves pick and roll. You got athletic freaks of nature ready to run pick and roll. And then, like, I feel like you got to get rid of both. And I feel like the Magic can give you something for John Wall. Like, take Vukovic and Fournier and maybe, maybe Jonathan Isaac. Because they don't play him as much as I thought they they would. like, Like, the few games that I've seen... He doesn't play as much as I thought he would play, if that makes sense. I don't know whether it's just like because like I always see Evan Fournier. Said that's gonna be like KD. You said I what? Another, I bet he's he's probably another one of the rookies that people said is gonna be like KD. Not really, they just said like he has a unique skill set. They it was never no KD comparisons with him. It like that was Brandon Ingram who got the KD comparisons. Like Isaac was more. I forgot who they compared him to, but it wasn't KD. Like he he he's not a shooter at all. 
like he was more like a raw talent guy, if I recall. Uh, but yeah, so like I wouldn't be surprised they say here we'll give you Fournier, here's Jonathan Isaac, and take Vukovic, please, so we give Mo Bamba minutes, and then you and then you pretty much build around Wall, uh, well, yeah, Wall, Aaron Gordon, Mo Bamba, which I feel like can like. If next year you could, they could push, or even they could still probably make the playoffs if they were to do this trade today. They they, they could make the playoffs. Like for one, John Wall be motivated, and they'll be a lot better of a team as well. As I feel too. Now Bradley Bill, like you said, he can go anywhere the hell he wants. They just yeah, got it. That's the that's the beauty of Bradley Bill. You know, that is the beauty of Bradley Bill. That's why I say I don't think he's a. I, I, I would never say he's a better player than John Wall. It's probably an argument that could be made. But the beauty of Bradley Bill is every team can use somebody like him. Exactly. And I, it's, it's probably a handful of teams that can use John Wall. And exactly then, like teams that can pick up his contract. Because exactly. they didn't even know it to fact that. Exactly. That's why I'm steady bringing up the magic. And the Knicks <laughs> is an option as well. Like you can wait to play Vegas come back. You ain't got to pay that many people. I think you got Tim Hardaway Jr. for cheap. Yeah, if, uh, if they could find a way to keep Tim Hardaway Jr. in that away, if if the Knicks want to get John Wall and find a way to keep Tim Hardaway Jr., like that's a good, that's a good, that's a good move. And David Fisdale ain't no punk. Is that Fisdale ain't no hoe? He's yeah, not. So- he bitch Marcus Gasol. Marcus Gasol got a five four, but he bitched him. So, exactly. like, he's no hole. He's not no hole. And so, like, I respect Fisdale. And then even the Heat is a good option as well. Like, he's yeah. a upgrade from Gordon Dragic. And plus, Eric Spoelstra ain't no hole. Dwayne Wade is still there, so he's going to keep him in check. And then at worst, Pat Riley going to call the Scarface looking ass goons and get John Wall out of here. At worst, okay. so yeah. And then we, then we got more. Like, then we got more valuable pieces they can offer. I'm pretty sure they got all the draft picks in the world. They got heck of young talent. I just hate the fact that they gave got Don Kelly on really fast. But it is what it is. Oh yeah, Kelly. I don't, I don't think he's even like heavily in a rotation now. I think he's still. I think he got like a nagging injury this time. Oh okay. Because I think they, a- they rotate between like. White side and bam, out of the bay, yo. And white side is the definition of a goddamn microwave. Sometimes it's on, sometimes it's on. Exactly. Yeah. Unfortunate. But, yeah, like, it's places for John Wall. It's just Bradley Beal's the easiest. If they want something more immediate, like, if I had to say who's going to be going before the trade deadline, it'll definitely be Bradley Beal. It'll definitely be Bradley Beal. Like, I don't, it's like John Wall is going to have to deal with it. They may have to be stuck with John Wall for the remainder of this season, but I could definitely see him going by before the end of next offseason, before the before the season starts next year. Like, at worst, like, and plus the Wizards been that what I call basketball purgatory team for the longest. You're good enough to make the playoffs. Might make a second, make might make the second round, but after that, it's like, and eh, and then you're too good to try to rebuild, and 
you and then you threw money to their own people where it's just like damn uh yeah, yeah we're fu- <laughs> nobody developed the talent either like you had no it was nobody was unless I, some i don't know but i don't put us the same person from wherever he got drafted like so he literally hasn't improved like the man this contract year he literally literally hasn't improved like he had a good like it, it his contract year i think he averaged 15 15 points a little over six rebounds and i think three four assists and he was a good defender which is why i understand why they kept him saying which is why i understand and plus he's young but at the same time like since he got paid he hasn't really developed his numbers either stayed the same and that doesn't help help us much as a team because we need you to play like a damn near a borderline all-star if we give you if we match your 100 million dollar contract that the brooklyn nets offered you that's just how i see it if I grew up in Washington, I would not like basketball. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> Who's gonna like? Mm. Well, probably. You know, you know what? Scratch that. Don't Washington had a good college team? No. Oh, no, no. No. Yeah, like you thinking the the state of Washington? They have a good college football team, man. The year they had Markel Fultz before his shoulder exploded, Markel Fultz was a hooping, hooping. So, yeah. Yeah, you Mark- think. Uh, I feel so sorry for Markel. Hey! Tim, hey, Tim Brady, you get all the young pieces you want. You bring that. Hey, put that Shemette dude in. In the deal. Hey, uh, I did just I did read that Markel's gonna be out for a couple weeks to get his shoulder looked yeah. at again. So I don't think Markel Fultz is gonna be a Philadelphia Sixer at the end of this year. Thing is, I get like you can't. He has no value because we they don't know what's wrong with his shoulder. You can't trade a dude and you don't know what the hell's wrong with his shoulder. Like you, you, what are you gonna tell the team? Like they give you something that you deem valuable, and they be like, "We don't know what the hell's wrong with this nigga's shoulder." And you like, I'll be mad as hell. Like if that's like let's just say Philly finesses Cleveland to give them a uh, Corver for Markel Fultz. For one, I'll be pissed if I'm Cleveland because. Find out that this nigga shoulder is way worse than Philly ever ever told anybody, and had him play well, through I it. Think, but I think that's a win to an extent. Yeah, you're getting rid of him, but then at the same time, if I'm a team, I don't know what the hell I'm getting because his shoulder. We don't know what the hell's wrong with his shoulder. But also, like you know, Cal Corbett got how many years left? Two. If well, hey. it depends. I don't. Kyle Corver's like you 35, 37. You're getting rid of Kyle Corver. Yeah, which is a win. Like I'm saying, but that's as an example. I'll be mad if I'm Cleveland because they just, just, just remember last year with Isaiah Thomas. They got Isaiah Thomas. They didn't know that nigga's hip was as bad as Boston was letting on. So then you're like, oh, we're fucked. We don't know. Now we fucked. Our team is fucked. And literally, like, now what? 
we're fucked. So it's like with Cleveland, I'm just using Cleveland as an example because that's some some they have something that I know Philly wants, which is a shooter. So, so yeah, it's just like if I'm a team and Philly's offering Markel Fultz, I'm like no because do I see the potential? Hell yes, but at the same time, I don't know what the hell's wrong with that shoulder. Y'all not. Telling nobody what's wrong with his shoulder. In a moment where he looks good, or at least shows flashes, he's he has shoulder problems again. So it's like if I'm any team, that's a that's a type of trade where I know I will lose my job because I did I effed up. Yeah. As a GM, I'm not trying to lose my job because I didn't properly do my research or I fell for the Philly Kool Aid. <laughs> like it's like it's just one of those times where it's just like you see the potential, but it's just like until I know until Philly tells everybody what the hell is wrong, I'm not touching it. Hmm. But yeah, so you know, it's in the Bradley building, John Wall stuff, it's. For that that GM, his job his job definitely on the line right now. Yeah, because you have to get something. And it's, it's, and I don't know who it is. Do GMs do the contract stuff? Yeah, most of the time is GMs do everything unless it's like a coach and a. Fortunately, Tibbs is the only coach that's doing it right now, where you're like a a basketball VP. But yeah, most of the time it's uh, GMs, unless it's like a very involved type of guy. Like you may have like a Jerry West or Jerry West type of guy, like uh, who's just very in tune with everything. So they kind of let him do some of that. But it's mostly yeah. the GMs for most teams. Yeah. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. It's however this nigga gonna pull that off. Hey, that's gonna be. I get that dude with something. If he can pull off getting both of them to go this season, but I believe a team go. He's gonna get Bradley Bill gone, but I believe a team is gonna. I, I, it's gonna be a dumb team for John Wall, bro. Some team gonna think, "Oh, I can win now with John Wall." They gonna hold that. And they yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you go, like with John Wall, with John Wall is gonna be the trickiest for any. Like for the Wizards is just like if you take John Wall, thank you. But like for any team, you have to like look at what you're giving up and how things are looking. That's what I'm saying. Like like you said, it's gonna be if it's a stupid team, you're taking a huge risk. But if you're a team like the Magic, you're helping your future. If it's a team like the Heat, you've been wanting an all-star for the longest. And so it's like it helps. And then you have the money. and Or if you're a team, another team like the Knicks, where it's just like, look, we have these pieces. We want somebody to pair with Porzingis. Okay, cool. But if you're a team like the damn, the Bucks. You're fuck, you're fucking yourself over in a way. Oh, basically, green freaking John Wall the same player. Yeah. and then it takes the ball, and then the way, uh, 
what's his name? Budenholzer plays the offense. It revolves around Greek Freak and ball movement around Greek Freak. So that takes the ball out of Greek Freak's hand. And John Wall is extremely ball dominant. So it messes up the flow of the offense. So yeah, that's why I'm using like a team like the Bucks. Even a team like the Bulls as well. Like I heard some Bulls fans like, oh dude, I'm like, nah. Like if you're gonna go after a point guard, look into Kemba if you really wanna upgrade that point guard. That way like I feel like Kemba is just a little bit more willing to work with younger guys than John Wall right now at that point of career. That's just how I look at it. It's so messed up that he's not gonna be able to he's not gonna be able to go to a contender. Well that's that's not everybody is blessed to get that opportunity. Shoot it is what it is. Like the Wizards were never contenders when he decided to take two hundred million dollars. If you Look, I'm sorry. Some, some. It's not every. Not everybody wants to be contenders. Like if it happens, you're in position. Cool. But sometimes when they throw that bag, secure it. I'm an all star. I'm a star level player. Two hundred million dollars. Shit. Okay. Cool. I stay. If things fuck up. Okay. Cool. At least I got two hundred million dollars to uh, lay on. DC is not a bad season. See, uh, city for me to live at. He clearly has a favorite club to go to. So, he's living it there. Sure. Yeah, so. um, So, basketball over the course of the weekend. Weekend. uh, So far, what, Philly is what? One and two since they got Jimmy or one and one? No, I think they two and one. Yeah, they two. Hold on, let me look. Because I know they beat. Kimba, right, before we get into Philly, let's talk. Let's have a dialogue real quick about Kimba Walker since we are talking about. Oh, yeah. It. yeah, like I'm gonna admit this. Kimba's been hooping. Oh yeah, like I gave his, I gave respect like the first episode. Kimba's been hooping, and I'm here for it. Like max me out, G. This is what I'm calling it. Kimba's max me out year. Like it may not be from the uh, Hornets, but. Somebody's going to max him out. And he, he's playing like max me out, bro. Like, I think he's number two now in uh, scoring. Even though since Steph been hurt, I kind of would disqualify him since he's been out, what, a week and a half now? So, yeah. Kimba, to me, is like leading in scoring. And he had he dropped 60 in those a loss, but came back and dropped 43 on Kyrie's head top with a win. Woo! Like, Kemba is hooping. And shout out to any team. Like like I said, I won't be mad at all if the Bulls max Kemba out. I'm fine with that. Like, Kemba like yeah, it here in Chicago. We got my... Yeah, like, it's like it's been rumblings from my uh my hood watch uh, buddy. Uh, he's been saying, like, the team don't believe in Dunn and that Kemba is on a spotlight. So, like, I won't be mad here with Kemba here in Chicago. Shoot, like, him and Zach Levine giving out buckets. 
and they'd be the most talent that Kimba's ever been on. Like, Magic Kimba with Zach Levine, Bobby Portis, Wendell Carter, and Lori. Yeah. All that talent. That's a playoff team. That's a playoff team in my book. Definitely. So, yeah, like, or, but, like, it's, like, Kimba, keep hooping, G. Keep hooping. So, yeah, but, uh. Philly's been doing well since they got Jimmy, though. Like, uh, they, can, you, uh, can you let the people know that Doe Kimba is the second leading scorer? He's still not better than Kyrie? Oh, yeah. Shot these little niggas on, on Facebook. So, I'm on Facebook. I think I was... Yeah, I'm at work on Facebook. And some nigga literally said, Kimba Walker is better than Kyrie Irving. And niggas' argument is, Kimba has been on a weak, weaker team. And... Kyrie was blessed with LeBron. So this is where the flaw in the argument is. Kyrie was making all-star teams despite how bad how bad the Cleveland Cavaliers were during that time. I think he was voted in two times. One, he was hurt. The next year, he won MVP. LeBron came back because of Kyrie. If Kyrie was not that good, or that as like as that had the potential that LeBron was like, yeah, me and him could win a championship together or two. Mo- and well, in LeBron's eyes, multiples before the Golden State Warriors spawned out of everybody's eyes. But Kyrie was hooping people all for like two, three years for LeBron got there. He can't help that Cleveland was ass. Kimba has not sniffed the playoffs in a long time. He hasn't. <laughs> or if he do, it's just randomly and we forgot. And this and I think the last year was two, three years ago against the Heat, and they took the Heat to seven. And the next thing I know, they uh they lost. They got their ass kicked in that game seven for our Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It was against the Heat. Yeah, it was the, against the Heat. And they lost to an old ass D Wade. Old ass D Wade. That is that's all I got to say in regards to that. So, yes, Kimball's been good, but he's nowhere near Kyrie. Nowhere near Kyrie. Like Kimba is hooping this year solely because he wants that max contract. Max me out, Kimba is literally is going. I'm, that's why I'm gonna, that's why I'm gonna call Kimba for that for the rest of the season. Max me out, Kimba, because literally that man wants the max. But he's nowhere. Like he's not Kyrie good. Kyrie is literally a top three point guard in this league. Top three. At his best, top three. But you can't sit and tell me that you think Kimball Walker can would have done what Kyrie did in that finals with LeBron. You can't. You can't tell me that, G. It's no, it's no way you can sit and tell me with a straight face that Kimball was going to gain Steph Curry in his head top in that game seven. Not at all. You, there's no way. Like, Kimba's good, but Kyrie is special, G. Special, G. Like, the man went to Boston and took a better team and elevated them niggas, even though they went on to win without them, but elevated that team. Oh, no, you're right. 
But um, I'm gonna give it. They 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 were winning, but um, I still give it to the fact that right now it shows if Kyrie could be a leader or not. And I, I I'm I'm standing on that. In this situation right now, you got the best, the second best team talent wise in the league. There's no excuse for you to have the record that you do have. I agree. I agree. Like that, I agree with. But if you was to throw Kimbo on that team, I feel like it the problems would be a lot more elevated because I'm pretty sure. And it, like I said, I like I stated multiple times, Kimbo's good, but I'm pretty sure Terry Rozier would be like, "Nigga, I'm better than that nigga." He knows he can't really go up to say out loud, "I'm better than Kyrie." Kyrie has a championship. He was uh one B to that championship at that. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you was to throw Kimba on the Celtics, there'd be the problems would be a lot more elevated in my book. Uh, you know, Kimba would be second to Jason Tatum for that sure. Easily be second to Jason Tatum. But yeah, like Kimba's good, but he's not Kyrie G. Like he's not. Kimba is a top ten point guard in this league, but he's not better than Kyrie. No way. Put some respect on Kyrie's name, G. I, 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 I believe that. I don't. I, I can't let this. I can't let the notion of this. You know, there's only one thing I bring Kyrie for in this. And this thing with Boston is that, you know, you got to learn how to play with it, you know, with these people. We got to show that you're alpha. And I don't believe if Kyrie had like a team, you know, like, um, you know, like, you know, Russell Westbrook had and when he when Russell Westbrook had his MVP, I'm pretty sure Kyrie would still have a better record um, than he do now. But with, you know, with the situation with Boston, and they're they in a situation where they have, hey, I want the ball. No, I want the ball. I want the ball. Rocket Smart asked for the ball. Still nobody passed to him. Situations like that. <laughs> you're in a situation where, you know, yeah, Kyrie can get 36, 5, and 11 in a game, but you ain't winning, though. Mm-hmm. And you got the better, too. So, you let Kyrie, you let Kimber drop 43 on you. You let, you let DeJounte Murray drop. What was that? 48 on you. Wait, DeJounte Murray dropped 48? You mean Jamal yeah, Murray? Jamal Murray, yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like wait, I'm like, hold on. I'm sorry, he's on my goddamn 2K league too. So I get to mix up. But, um, 48 on you. So, like, you know, things like this is, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be growing pains for, like, Kyrie and his leadership. Because I'm pretty sure these young niggas on Boston said, man, I can do this. I can take through that. Jason Tatum, I took this team to like it wasn't like Jason Tatum emerged in the playoffs. You know, as soon as Kyrie would say, "Oh, he was out," definitely Jason Tatum emerged as that team's leader. And you know, if I'm Jason Tatum, I'm I'm doing the same thing that I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm looking the same way that I'm I'm, uh, I'm looking at uh, how he is now. I can do it without you, so I don't want touches. And I just don't want the touches when you run the shot clock down to goddamn five seconds when you give me the ball. I want them all. 
So, you know, man, they got a lot of stuff to deal with. Go to hell, might get traded. So, who knows, man? Exactly. Um, but let's move on to Philly because I really want to talk about Philly right now. So, I was actually mm-hmm. wrong. So, since they got Jimmy, they only lost one game. Now it's to the Magic, um, which they should have won anyway. But uh, but they beat the Jazz, they beat the Hornets, and they beat the Suns. You know, all the competition itself was, yeah. But they've been looking a lot better offensively since they got Jimmy. And Jimmy makes a hell of a difference. Like, and the comical part is all those wins were close games. And they look a lot better at end of games now because of Jimmy. I would say that much. Like, like Jimmy, like, each time I watch Philly, I said this even when they were playing, when they played the Celtics first game of the season i was like damn these niggas need a go-to perimeter score and it just highlighted for one how ben simmons didn't develop as a score as well as i thought he was going to be coming into this season so he still has time but like they needed that go-to score and which Mm -hmm. i guess which was supposed once again goes back to markel folks but clearly it's something up with that shoulder but the positive is, like, with this trade, you got that go-to score. That way you don't have to force Embiid into a situation where it's like, damn, Embiid, start, uh, we, we need you in the perimeter, you're step into the room. I'm like, bro, the nigga is seven foot five, <laughs> 300 pounds. Euro, yes, he moves like a guard sometimes. And seeing Embiid, Euro step is probably one of the smoothest things you ever see a guy that size do mm-hmm. still that's a big ass nigga doing it so yeah. and like it opens things up for mb to get easier baskets to be a lot more efficient and all of that and make smarter shots without having to be like damn it okay i know i gotta score because ben is not feeling it markel shoulders ass and JJ can only shoot so many threes. Yeah. So it's like I have to score. So it relieves a lot of the scoring pressure on Embiid, so he can be a lot more relaxed in a way offensively. Like, cause and then helps him defensively because it allows him to play more of a back to more of a defensive game, which he wants to play as well. And plus, it makes it easier because Jimmy prevents a lot of probably a lot of those drives that Embiid probably had to deal with because of bad defense and stuff as well because Jimmy's at least going to lock down one player. He's going to lock down at least one guy. So, benefits him a lot. The thing I have is that, you know, so Jimmy's going to get these these dollars, right? He's going to get the dollars. Now, I know it's gonna be t- it's gonna be time before you know December's contract and stuff went up like what four or five years went up. But he's gonna have to develop as a scorer. Like the fact that you t- barely even take jump shot, if anything, that jump shot, that jump shot coming from like three feet from the rim. That's not even a jump so, shot. That's a floater at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he is a walking mismatch. Do no more seven foot. You know, we have the gym can. You know, seriously guard almost any position. He's really underrated defensively, to tell you the truth. Um, it's just that 
You have to because you're you're so one dimensional that that's gonna hurt your team. And Jimmy's off because Jimmy's not a hundred percent. You know, on the on the on the sense of like energy wise, yes, Jimmy's a hundred percent always with him. But a sense of like score wise, Jimmy's not always a hundred percent. Every day he's gonna get twenty five, twenty six points. That's just not Jimmy's brother. But the same thing, Joel going to us when he going against like a Capella is Anthony Davis is like you know. Them teams gonna give them a hard time, or like they're going against the Golden State Warrior team. Well, you know, it's primary number. I mean, uh, primary thing number one is make sure we 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 contain Joel Embiid. Is he gonna have to that guy get a serviceable jump shot when you was practicing with Brian the whole entire summertime? Where's the fruits of that label? I don't want to say he's getting comfortable with the fan and stuff like that, and people say, oh, you know, he's next up, things like that. Because at some point, you're not going to be a man of Johnson, they're going to end up being a Jason Kidd. And ain't nothing wrong with Jason Kidd, but Jason Kidd is not Manny Johnson. So, you know, he's going to have to develop. And, and Jimmy Butler's going to help that. If Jimmy Butler can sit this dude down and say, hey, respect the jump shots, we have to be more. You know, if Jimmy Butler, that dude that he say is that he expects more from people, he should expect more from Jimmy Butler. And hey, Mark Kelfold is a whole different conversation. I would be scared if I'm Mark Kelfold. Like, scared. Good thing your shoulders start acting up again. But, like, which I think is an excuse for something. I'm pretty sure Philly told that dude, hey, your shoulder hurt. <laughs> Sit your butt down. Think about your work, what you, what you can do better, and we'll bring you back on that. On, on that. Give some rest, my nigga, because you're going through a lot. But, um, yeah, I, on the sense of Philly, Philly looking really, really good. They find for second, Toronto's forever going to be one just because Toronto had a quality. But for anybody else, you know, that second spot is between Philly and Boston. And right now, my head is on Philly because in a long haul, Philly started five is better than Boston started five. Joel Embiid is better than Twitter. Boston's got Don Big Man. That's one play. You know, Al Horford um, gives some problems from stupid. Some stupid Al Horford gives some heck of problems. But he's better than he's better. Joel Embiid will show. Um, ben Simmons is your better, better than Buffalo guards. It's, you ain't give or take him to Kyrie can go at it. But you added Jimmy Butler. You know, ain't no more of you just trapping, you know, Ben Simmons and making him shoot contested down himself. Now you got to guard Butler, too. So, in Boston, still not giving Jalen Brown the ball, even though I think Jalen Brown could ball, but they're not giving him the ball to do that. So, um, who knows? Why do I say Philly looking good, though? I hope Jimmy stays there because I don't want to see him with another jersey. And I hope the, the what I can run with cancer thing is legit false. I don't want that to be a thing. Though I like slamming and Jimmy Butler, I don't want to slam to the point to climb the locker room cancer if you're too good for that. But, uh, you know, it's man. Yeah, I agree. Like, I feel like Jimmy's going to stay. Like, I feel like. like for he, I, he knows at this point, it's like, gee, three teams in 18 months is a little extreme. He's too talented, yeah. too good yeah. to be that type of guy. So, and plus it's Philly, like shoot, Philly's a dope town, and it and at work, and if he acts a damn fool, he just got to worry about some niggas in freeway be- freeway beers pulling up on his ass or Benny <laughs> Siegel. Or Benny Siegel is half long. 
Exactly. Exactly. So, hey, um, so I feel like that's pretty much everything in basketball. I feel like I want to cover. Let's go into wrestling. This was a fun weekend for wrestling. Even yesterday, it was fun for wrestling. Before we even get into like the you know Survivor Series real WWE stuff, I just want to say that I went with that guy. We'll be like NXT is better than WWE. I, I want. We was gonna talk about NXT regardless. No, I don't. I don't know that. But I want to say this: I am now that guy that says NXT is better than the whole main roster in a whole. I know it's, it's, it's certain things like you know when it comes to timing, they get more. It's not live every day. They, they, they book their stuff in, and they they do they they book their stuff in. I used to say they. You'll probably get three if you go to the NXT show and um. Hey Trail, back and, uh, off the, uh, your microphone just a little. If you go into an NXT show and um, what's that called? Full sale. You probably want to see like three weeks of content. So I understand that you know, but still, when they have their takeovers, they consistently bring it. Beautiful every match on that was good. Mm-hmm. It's to the point you don't want to see people get called up. And that's sad. Back then, we know when the Shield was coming up or when Finn Balor or, you know, even in Simone Joe shouldn't even been in there. Shinsuke, we was all saying, we can't wait, we can't wait, we can't wait. Now it's like, please don't bring I do not want the Undisputed Era to go to the main roster. <laughs> it's going to hurt me when we get Adam Cole, baby. Getting zigzagged by Dolph Ziggler every week. I doubt that happened. And plus, I heard that Vince loves Adam Cole. Vince also said he loved Goddard, uh, the theme song, the Todd Dillinger. And guess what happened to him? He came in at number 10 in the Goddard Royal Rumble. We never seen him again. (laughs) So. I think he's on the roster. He's on the roster. He he gets jobbed in house shows by Randy Orton, probably. Um. Uh, it was from start to finish, from the women's match, really good to the extent the worst match on the pay per view, and that says a lot how great that pay per view is. Then you got um, the beautiful, well worked Journey Gargano versus Alistair Black. Alistair Black is so smooth in that ring, bro. Yes, it, it's smooth the way he, he finished the match with those two kicks. And the way he kicked, it's like the more the world moved around him when his leg went up. And kicked the crap out of Johnny Gargano. Looking like a legit kick. And then finished it with the black mask or whatever. And, you know, Alistair Black, to an extent, I want him to come through. I can see a Matthew he him and Drew McIntyre. Man, I claim more of a claim more of hell, but, you know, crazy. Um, you got Velveteen Dream. Versus Alistair Black, Velveteen Dream taking it back old school, and then in a way it was it wasn't like this polished this um Alistair Black. I mean Alistair Black versus um Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano, but Tommaso Ciampa and, and Velveteen they put on like a brutal match, like brutal, and it was really really good. For whoever thought Velveteen Dream was getting that belt, I feel sorry for you, but. He nigga, he not getting that belt. Um, uh, and then you got the War Games match, beautiful storytelling. 
spots on top of spots on top of spots on top of spots. Beautiful seller. Pete Dunn is that nigga. Ricochet is that nigga. The freaking War Raiders are the niggas. God darn, like the God darn, when the War Raiders do did a cartwheel in the ring, bro, God's gonna kick or something like that, Joe. That's real. It is. Do like three fifty. Chris, can you do a cartwheel? Yes. He did. He was he's bigger than you. He did a cartwheel. Them War Raider dudes are freakishly athletic, though. Like. They're really, really athletic for their size. Like, I can't wait till they get moved up. Actually, no, I don't want them to get moved up. Uh, <laughs> Undefeated era. Come on, that nigga, that nigga Roger Strong is so underrated in NXT, bro. So underrated. The selling of um red hair folks, Calorari, different. Adam Cole, baby. Get self-explanatory. And Bobby Fish coming back from the ACL to and doing this freaking thing. So, NXT is uh, the best. We can say that it's the best thing in wrestling. Best thing. Best thing. Like, it makes sense. The fact that the women's match was the worst match, and if you put that match on freaking uh, a pay-per-view for, uh, you know, the main roster, That'd be the best match on the whole entire car, guaranteed. Unless Seth Rollins is the first match, Seth Rollins is that dude. But guaranteed, like it's so stupid. And you know why? Because they didn't really book themselves into like holes. But let's get behind that. NXT Takeover. I'm there next year, or whenever another NXT Takeover Chicago happens, I'm there. Well, Survivor Series is going to be in Chicago next year, so. Yeah. I, I, I might not buy the Survivor Series things, but I'm definitely buying front row seats to the takeovers. I'll save the money. I'm pretty sure NXT, most people get deals if they get both shows. So. All right, cool. I'll go to both. And we'll be happy with them on Survivor Series, though. Unless you might have tired of filling that belt. Or so. <laughs> yeah, I'll be happy. But, um, man, man, it's class personified in my Stephen A voice. Like, Beautiful, just beautiful. And now we can talk about the crappiness that is going to be. I'll give my quick takes on NXT. So, the women's match was really good. Like, like I really don't got to go into detail, even though, once again, Shayna Baszler, uh, 205 live incoming. <laughs> uh, shout out to Kyrie Slane as well. Uh, like I said, both really good, talented women in the women's division. And, like I said, I won't be mad when they get moved up because one thing I can say, WWE is really. Killing it with the women's division right now, so I won't be bad when either one gets moved up. But Shayna Baszler, two hundred five live incoming. Um, then the Gargano and Gargano Alistair Black match. Once again, another good match. I knew it was gonna be a good match, but Alistair Black, that dude, who that dude's a bad motherfucker right there, man, a homo. Like that's a bad dude right there. Uh, shout out to that Gargano L. Keep it going. And then my match of the night, in my eyes, was easily Velvet Team versus uh, Champa. I'm a Velvet Team team. I'm a Velvet Team stand, G. And even though people say he's honoring Hulk Hogan, he's trolling that man. He's forever going to troll that man. That man said he didn't have it at Tough Enough, and now he's it on NXT and. Whenever he gets moved up, he's going to be it. 
John Cena sold us on uh, Velveteen, and John Cena picked him to be next. So John Cena says rules. Um, but <laughs> like it was still like it was easily my favorite match of the night. Yes, I'm a little hurt that Velveteen didn't win, but I'm also at, I've been accepting that Velveteen probably just not going uh, is, is going to get moved up without a NXT title reign, which is fine. Like he's going to go up to the main roster and still be a, one of the bigger stars on the roster. So, like it was still a very good match. Champa losing his boot and everybody on t- uh, me and everybody on Twitter frying his uh, Dollar Tree uh, Dollar Tree socks and finishing the match in those was fire. Uh, him punching Moro, no slapping Moro was comical as hell for no reason. I still don't know why he slapped him. I don't watch NXT. That often, so if they have any beef, that just adds on to the fire that that it was, and just everything about that match was fire. Even the ending, like even though like when Velveteen was like, "Oh, this nigga kicked out the elbow drop," and also Velveteen Dream has the best elbow drop in wrestling. Uh, yes, above Shawn Michaels. Yes, above Macho Man Randy Savage. If you hate it, kiss my ass. But, but um. When he kicked out the elbow drive and said, you know what? All right. Oh, you're going to be right by the rope? All right. You're going to be under the ropes? All right, cool. I'm going to do it again. The nigga fell. He sold that injury so well, G. He sold it so well. That I was like, damn. This nigga really effed up his elbow or something. And then the match proceeded to end. And then this shows how evil and how cold Chompa is. He gave that nigga a kiss after he beat him, G. Get that man a kiss oh. on the cheek. He said, hey, good job. You tried. Here, this is your reward. And then celebrated walking off with one boot, G. <laughs> nigga, a legend, G. Like, there's no better heel in in wrestling right now than Chompa right now. And then nope. that, that uh, then the uh, War Games match was just pure fire. Pure fire, G. <laughs> Like you went over and everything I need to say. Get a garbage can thrown into here. That matches an instant five styles for me. You said what? Anytime a garbage can get thrown in somebody's head, that matches an instant five styles. Oh me. yeah, easily, easily. Like like you heard me. I was gonna be mad if there was no weapons involved. Well, Undisputed Era had their own chairs. That shows how fire they are. G. Nobody else has their own chairs. Undisputed Era got their own chairs. I wonder how much that will cost on uh on WWE shop if an undisputed era chair. Ah, cop. Yeah, I would too. I'm gonna be the air stand. I'm cold, baby. But yeah, but, like uh, the match in itself, like you went over, it's self-explanatory. That match was fire as hell. So, but NXT easily had the better show this weekend again, unfortunately. But let's go into the sadness that was Survivor Series. It was, it was, it was, started off a little mid, it came back, and, you know, a few highlights, like, a lot of that stuff, it had no, they booked they stuff into stupid holes, so a lot shout of that to, stuff uh, had Saudi no, like, the, you said, the, what'd you say? I said oh, shout to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> like, it has no reason for me to watch it, you know, like, that women's tag match is a bunch of tag teams put together. Like, who the heck cares? Um, 
Well, no, the Even though I would say that was the better of the uh, brand versus brand elimination matches. I don't think it was, man. I think the Miz did that thing. It's just the SmackDown got washed. But the Miz told a better story for both brands if you look at the storytelling of it. Yeah, like, right? I had better storytelling. But in terms of just like, for me, like, the like of course, Miz-wise, I had a better story to tell. But in terms of just like overall quality of match, I feel like the women's was a little bit better. You know, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the end because it was all set up for everything that everybody knew it was gonna be. Nia Jack standing tall and beating everybody. Like the best thing out of that match was, unfortunately, Nia Jax. But you know, because she's a heel now. But um, what she got with the heel for under. <laughs> but with the men's, it was it was a lot to 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 take in. Only thing I had a problem with with the men's two things: Samoa Joe getting freaking. It was a beautiful Claymore, by the way. Samoa Joe getting Claymore, then one, two, three out. Thank God Samoa Joe got out before he got completely even more buried. But uh, and the constant booking of having Shane McMahon the best in the world. Why? Me off more and more every day. Why? Okay, I got married to a Shane McMahon. I don't, is there a point that he not even dying for our sins anymore? Like, a nigga just trying to kill himself. Like, I, coach, like I'm watching him coast to coast Dolph Ziggler. Like, what the heck did Dolph Ziggler do to get coast to coast by Shane Man three times in less than a month? I don't understand. But Saudi Arabia booked him into a whole, uh, uh, for whatever reason, Braun Strowman doesn't have the same aura, and it's because he got F5 five times in Saudi Arabia, but he doesn't have the same aura as he used to. Um, and he's get not the, the 55 Claymore kicks, but the 55 Claymore kicks is cold, though. That's yeah, but he also he got Claymore kicked the hell and F5 out the ring. But the Claymore, I would rather see him be Claymore kicked by Drew McIntyre, which is already, you know, popular with the fans, and he's a good heel at the moment, than get beat by the part-timer from hell. Yeah, but all of that combined hurts his allure. Like, I don't okay. think, but I don't think Drew, Drew doesn't. Brock does. The, the situation with Drew, because it was so filler-ish, it really didn't hurt him. Because at the end of the day, that wasn't, it wasn't straight-on Claymore kicks. It was Claymore kicks from, you know, a snake. It was a snake thing because he's a heel. But with Brock, we don't want this battle Brock. Brock Strowman is here to save us. Brock Strowman is absolutely dogged walk. Brock is champion. Next best feud for Brock Strowman, Baron Corbin. Do Claymore kicks from behind and, you know, sound way better than what the heck I just described. Like, yeah, the Claymore kick is a Claymore kick. But... It was Claymore kicks that could have built to a better story. That story could have built to a number one contender match. Instead of seeing Barrett Corbin versus Braun Strowman, probably in a TLC match, just to see Barrett Corbin get destroyed. Like, it's not going to make me say, oh, if he get through, like, okay, maybe three tables. Maybe I'll say, oh. But, you know, him get thrown through tables and stuff like that off of a ladder and whatnot, just to see Brock Lesnar F5 Braun Strowman a thousand times again. Like, it's so weird 
how they bulk themselves into holes because they're not thinking long term. They're thinking about that next. And I understand. I got I got duck in my veins too. I'm all about that bread as well. But at some point, you got to bring up quality content. You try to get the bread. You know, at some point, you you, you have to think about like what's going to happen next. You have to have following plans. We all thought the following plan of something happened to Roman is Braun Strowman, but I guess it freaking wasn't. Yeah, Braun, he's not even a top face right now. Like Seth still is, and Seth's gonna be the main attraction going into TLC. Now, Braun Strowman destroying goddamn freaking Russ's face, and you know Seth's gonna lose the IC title probably. You know, have a rematch at Raw, and then you know in the Royal Rumble. Hopefully they do what they say they're doing, and for WrestleMania is going to be a multi-man match. But it's going to be so stupid watching Raw for the next few weeks because Roman will have a belt. Two, what the heck is Braun Strowman going to do after he destroyed Braun Strowman? I mean, after yeah, he destroyed Baron Corman. What the heck is Drew McIntyre going to do? I hope he don't squash Finn because that's what's like it's going to happen. Come on, like what? 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 What is that now? I, they don't think, and they hurting Braun. They not hurting Drew because Drew too got too much swag for that. Braun's can you put him in anything? He's gonna do the best he can. But then you got so many other spaces that that can be filled but won't be filled because of a stupid, and I mean stupid booking decision by putting the belt back on Brock. And the funny thing is, say for instance him and DC fight in March. And DC beats the dog crap out of Brock. In April, you want Brock in the ring? <laughs> stupid. See, for instance, Brock beat Brock beat DC. You think Dana White gonna let the UFC champion in the ring in April? Hell no. So what's the point of putting the belt back on him? Like, it's so stupid. But yeah, I get, I get it. I get it. I get it. But let's go back to Slander and Survivor Series. Um, let's see. So we talked the women's match, Seth Rollins and Shinsuke. It was a, it was good. It was it was a good match. It was one of the better matches. It was probably the best match, honestly. I think that was the best. Right, match uh, the oh yeah, the, they can't get Spanish fly off the announce table. Better match. Yeah. So and then we got. Then, oh yeah, I'm gonna say this now. Is it kind of sad that our truth was probably the second best thing about Survivor Series? Yes. Shout out to our truth. I didn't see him in ye. I haven't really seen our truth, but I didn't know he had dreads. Um, shout out to our truth. Um, my favorite truth moment now is when that nigga, when I think they was fighting in overall. And that nigga just ran out with a ladder as if it was a money in a bank match. <laughs> he just no, I think it was like a battle royal or a royal rumble or something. And the nigga ran out with a ladder. <laughs> yeah, I was dying, bro. I think I remember I was, that moment too. I was crying tears because our truth is that dude. He acted it so well. And uh, what about to say? Um, who else? Uh, okay, it's a like, it's, it's things you can take out of Survivor Series and pick and say it was really, really good. Ronda Rousey getting her butt handed to it by Charlotte Flair. Gee, that was, was really the good. best thing. I didn't expect the match to end that way. 
honestly, but I'm satisfied with that ending. Is what. Daylight shot of her. Make put welts, bruises, and blood. Beautiful. It's a way to keep Rhonda safe because of her poor aiming skills at the moment, even though she's getting better. And a way for you to get the heat between Rhonda and Becky and generate it between Rhonda and Charlotte for that top notch WrestleMania match. Yeah, because that way, I feel like this is the perfect way to at least give even more reason for them to fight at Mania. Because let's just say, I feel like somehow Charlotte is going to get the belt back. And I feel like it's a possibility that Nia beats Ronda. So then Ronda wins the Royal Rumble for the women. And she she says, you know what? I'm challenging uh, Charlotte because this bitch whooped my ass. And I feel like she can't whoop my ass without weapons. So then you got a whole two, three months to egg it on. And I feel like by then, I feel like Ronda will be a lot more ring comfortable. She's literally been in the company for a year. Even though not enough matches, but she's been in the company long enough where I feel like she should be comfortable in a way. And I feel like it would be one of the bigger storylines going to Mania as well. I, I think the belt will hurt the few. Reason being, right? So, they're not putting Ronda on SmackDown. That's just facts. So, therefore... You also can't have legit Charlotte beat Becky, Oscar, and Ronda without Charlotte getting turned on by the fans in a super way, bro. Well, they like trying be- to keep Ronda heel. I mean, face. So Charlotte is already getting the heat. But this is gonna be this is gonna go beyond like you know. Oh, she's a heel, so get generate. That's gonna be going beyond that. It's gonna go to the point where they start hijacking shows like they do Roman. Oh yeah, like I that, get what you're it's, it's, it's certain stages of like, like Becky's a heel. Does she get cheered? She's gonna, she can generate booze because people go with Kayf. It's gonna be to the point where people be just boo boo her, and it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be nuclear to the point where they saying things in matches. They, you know, more of that. So I get it. I think the belt would, you know, so that Ronda could win because they're not sending her to SmackDown. They're gonna keep on Raw because Raw's gonna be great unless. SmackDown turns to the brick ring because of the fuck deal. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and well, then, they like, find a way to like get the belt off Ronda. Well, Nia Jax probably take the belt off Ronda, and then you just have you can just set up a match between. You, they did it with Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar. Just two yeah. niggas just each other. So we go fight at. Well, so I think I they f- fight. This how I see it. Then okay, this how I feel like this is how, if I'm a WWE writer. Because I get where you're coming from with the Charlotte, like, generating heat. So, let me change my thing. So, Nia loses to, I mean, Nia beats Ronda. Of course, she's not. I feel like she's not going to beat her clean. But it's, it's going to be some outside interference, of course. So, that way you got the belt off Ronda. So, that's, so then Ronda goes into the Royal Rumble. I, let's just say her, Charlotte... And who would you throw and somebody Oscar. else and Oscar and somebody else you throw her you throw Nia Jackson Oscar Bailey Nia Jackson probably have the belt so she's not gonna be in the Royal Rumble. I'm saying somebody who can beat who wins the Royal Rumble and can beat Nia Jackson. Oh, okay. So yeah, Bailey, uh, Sasha. Hell, let's throw in an underrated. In the room. 
Yeah, so which you hey, shout out to the black excellence right there. So like you, you throw you find a way to uh at least keep like keep the seeds of like the Ronda Charlotte thing going somehow. So Mania, mm-hmm. like they eliminate each other, but they end up having a big brawl or something because not uh Ronda never forgets a ass whooping. So they go so like they eliminate each other somehow, and they fight uh fight off the stage. They got to get separated. We'll have to bam. So then, so then as we're already in the road of mania, you kind of just keep teasing it, egging it on a little more. Ronda magically pops up on SmackDown, pulls up on Charlotte. Uh, yeah. probably costing let's say let's just say Charlotte versus Becky at Elimination Chamber. I don't know. Ronda pulls up, costs uh Becky the belt. I mean, cost Charlotte the belt easily. So you still keep the belt on Becky because I feel like you're gonna get Becky, Oscar, and Mania probably. So that way you that way you keep it on. Then let's just say Ronda versus Nia, Ember Moon. Hell, that, plot twist: Bailey gets the belt or something like that. Ronda's fighting one of them at whatever pay-per-view. No way out. I don't know what the hell these pay-per-views are around February. Charlotte pops up. Costs Ronda the belt again. Then now, next next Monday on Raw. Hey, finally. Becky, I mean, Ronda versus Charlotte. Whop the bam. Then we just continue egging it on from there. Hey, it can happen. I see. I like it, especially like the interference part. You can do it. You got like an interpromotional match. It, it's showing who's the baddest of the baddest. Ultimately, I want Ronda to get the W because Ronda is a legit fighter. But, you know, that would generate less heat off of Charlotte. And then it could just be the, they can end up, this could be a long, threatening feud that will go up, you know, that will burn for years. Exactly. Which is Depending on how long Ronda want to do this. Um, well, I'm gonna say, uh, but the rumors that's right now is that you know Ronda versus Charlotte is still on, but Becky eventually goes against Nia Jackson maybe because of the story that they tell. Uh, because Nia Jackson cuts Becky, you can turn Becky into a Stone Cold Steve Austin heel. Yeah, she could still be like that middle ground <laughs> character. Nia got nuclear heat right now. Like Nia can't get cheered if she's freaking kissing babies with cancer on the head every day. She won't get cheered just because of what she did to everybody's favorite iris weapon, Becky Lynch. So uh it's gonna who knows what's gonna happen with them. Uh so I, you know that, that match with Charlotte and Becky I mean that match with Charlotte and Ronda was needed. Everybody looks strong coming out. Um what was after that? Uh, was it? That's the the great legendary tale of Brock bringing us the soul of Chris Benoit 2.0. Every match, that match is really freaking good. It was a really good. That that's, that's probably good. Brock's. It's a top three Brock match since he's been back with the company. Yeah, it was more okay. So you get the AJ because I the Undertaker matches is really really good. Yeah. Someone's freaking. Bl- on that hell of a sale match. Um, I think the matches are good. The AJ Styles match, the Roman match, the triple threat match with him and Cena and Rollins. 
uh, you want to go way back to Master Him and CM Punk. Uh, that's the scene. The second scene of match was okay. The first scene of match was, was a prequel to what we were going to get for the next two years after the scene of match. No, the first uh-huh. one, the first Brock and Cena was really good. It was no. two, we don't, two we don't things went downhill. We don't count the one Cena won. We don't count oh. that one. Oh. You know, that WWE don't even count that one. <laughs> you don't count that one. They don't really don't think mention it. That's the funny. That they don't really mention that match. <laughs> Every time you talk about Cena versus Brock, you talk about the, the 15 FF, the 17, whatever. The 17 Trevor suplexes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, but the second one was really, really good. The one Rollins cost him, and then they ended up having a triple threat match and the Roman match. I could even do a whole Brock Lesnar got done biography. Um, but yeah, um, but this match is really good on a storytelling standpoint. Of a way that you can that Brock will dog walk. Dave Brown, but Dave Brown can find a way to win. They said that AJ Styles was supposed to get a roll-up win if he was to go against somebody. I think there's problems with AJ Styles, because AJ Styles' contract is up at the end of December, I believe. So, I think there was problems. They took the belt off AJ because, you know, who knows if AJ want to keep wrestling, because AJ wants less dates, and WWE want to give him a three-year, full-time contract. So, if but, they were um, smart, you keep AJ at all costs. Like he, I think he's... I think AJ still wants to work. He's going to be like a a rant, not Randy, like a full timer in the sense that Randy Orton is. He's going to be on the main show, like the te- what, the televised shows, but he's not going to be on like every house show. If that makes sense, exactly. That's what which is not a bad thing. Like that he people going, going to watch show. AJ. If you live in Goddard. Fort Wayne, Indiana. No, you're not seeing AJ Styles that night. Unfortunately, but if you live in Indianapolis, oh yeah, you get an AJ. If you if you're in Minnesota Square Garden, you get an AJ. You know things well, like that. If you're in Buffalo, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, you probably don't even get him in Sacramento, California. Uh, but uh, no, um, AJ Styles, he's gonna be good. But the match itself, really good. Um. I, I haven't been to the point where I was like, yo, is Brock Lesnar about to tap? I don't think I have ever said that ever, G. When, when Dave Brown had him in that yes line, G, I was like, is Brock Lesnar about to tap? <laughs> I was like, you can't be tapping here. I was like, oh, he broke out the first time. If you Dave Brown get him in there, dude, if this was any other wrestler, oh, yeah, he was gonna tap. any other wrestler was going to tap. <laughs> We're going and so I was like, "Oh my God, they might buy someone right here real quick." And then you know, Brock Lesnar, one of the more beautiful F five catches that I ever seen. Um, and it shows that Brock Lesnar could have a good match. It's just that Brock Lesnar really don't give a crap about a lot of them people on the roster. He really don't. He, he has to select Brock. people that he's willing <laughs> he to give you a match for. He respect AJ Styles. I don't think he respect Brock Lesnar. Threw that thing out the league. He um anytime he looks at Braun, he has no respect for the man. G. <laughs> Braun, that smooth, uh, that smooth two piece, bro. Yeah, that man. was that was literally he get he legit punched that man. G. He legit he punched him. Braun, he got hit so hard he reacted three seconds later. G. Uh, but 
What am I to say? He told them to calm down. But like that match is really, really good. But it wasn't even a bad Brock win. And then Dave Bryan is selling the win. I mean, the loss of that match so good. Yeah, he, he went on SmackDown said, he said tonight on SmackDown, he, he beat the old Daniel so the new Daniel can prosper. Translation, Chris Benoit 2.0, everybody. Oh, my God. The spirit of Chris Benoit is within Daniel Bryan. Oh my god! But yes, I I still don't know what like instead of the flying head, but he gonna do that goddamn flying. Um, what's that move called? The missile drop kick that he do. Yeah, the missile drop kick, the one that gave him a freaking concussion. But and um, yeah, Nick problem. But yeah, oh, quick news from you know, I think we done with that. Alexa Bliss is in. Team player, she still can't feel her 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 arms and stuff. Damn, Ronda, she still can't feel her arms and stuff. Like, Damn. yeah, she had. Her. Yeah, she they said there's no timetable for when she's gonna be back. Damn, Ronda. Maybe she becomes the uh, raw gym because Braun Corman losing to um to to the Baron I mean um Braun Strowman. Shout out to the so uh, shout out to Injured Divas running WWE. Ah, uh, that's what I was thinking. Hey, shout out, man. Hey, if it mean, hey, look, I'm a married man, but if it means a slightly thicker Alexa Bliss coming along, because Paige got a little thick, quite thick. I'm here for it. <laughs> Uh, you can't edit it out, my nigga. Oh, I'm editing that out. No, you're not. I know you're not. You can't. Look, there's certain stuff I know I can get shot around for. That's something I know I'm not getting shot around for. All right, there you go. You be good. I'm definitely here for it. Perfect size. But, um,. Overall, it was really good. I, it's just that compared to NXT Takeover, that thing with the booty crap. The first half, butt cheeks. Freaking the the authors of pain versus the bomb match is forgettable. Even though I like they finish it, that finish it like yeah. like that finish it like some Alice and Billy used to do at the job. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was really really good. Um, yeah, it was a, you know, Raw was mid, but uh, I am a advocate of Drew McIntyre getting all the W's and all the belts, all of them. Oh yes. Yeah. While we are on topic of Raw, uh, before uh, you have your Drew McIntyre uh forty fifth uh Drew McIntyre stand moment. Uh, did <laughs> Dean Ambrose go too far? No. Okay, I'm just making sure I'm not the only one that felt like he didn't. That it was cool. Stupid! I, I was, people are so stupid. One, it still has nothing on two things. Mr. Mayor said, "Nigga on TV," and nothing happened. And, and then uh, one more teller, uh, God darn, Ray Mysterio, Eddie's in hell. <laughs> oh yeah, don't forget uh, Triple H teller, uh, Booker T. Your kind normally don't uh, get this far. <laughs> This is the WWE. Bro, look at you that fight on Black History Month day that we hired. Bro, you, you can't, you can't get no. Like, no, this is the WWE, bro. We had a tag team called Crime Time. They stole people's wallets. 
and grew up bulletproof vests to arrange with grills. One of the people named was Shy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Nigga, Izzy P was a king. His goddamn talk was boring. Yes, when I was a kid, I thought that was okay. But looking back at it now, look at this corny and racist a little bit. Just a tall bit. Yo, JTG would do the uh, the motorcycle uh, is going down dance move. <laughs> you know, JTG was a real respected wrestler. <laughs> you put on that stuff. Yo, let me tell you something, bro. I'm pretty sure Roman gave a nod of saying, yep, you can talk about my dying disease. I don't care. Exactly. Don't. Yeah, don't worry about it. So, I want the attitude all back. I'm beginning to think that people who say they want the attitude of everybody really want some balls and keep it matching, G. Like, that's the only, because every time they give y'all a bit some tastes of it, y'all get hurt. Nigga, this ain't you. Oh, the PG and bonus. Okay, he broke up leukemia. Nigga, half the time y'all had death threats towards Roman Reigns. Now that the man got leukemia, we can't talk about him at all. We generate heat. Freaking, but Samoa Joe said he's going to sleep with AJ Styles' wife. Like, <laughs> Was at the doorstep. He was at the doorstep of the man's house. Real house. Not no stage stuff. That was like, legit his house. He said he was going to make his daughter call him daddy, G. You could have put my meal in that said, how old be? Like, come on, man. We got to talk about Tommaso Chamber. That nigga's sick. So, look. Yes. People can get mad about leukemia and Roman Reigns. You should get mad at leukemia. But don't get mad at WWE trying to get a heel, heel heat. So the best way you can do it is make niggas mad. If all them goddamn Roman Indian stands out there, tough cookies. Like, that's how it is. Pretty much. And once again, I'm a very advocate of pro Roman Reigns. But even I was like, I knew. I knew what he was doing. I'm surprised it took so long, but I'm not surprised. Perfectly. The nigga Roman got to deal with the man upstairs. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Every time I hear it, it's like, damn. <laughs> it's like funny and they're like, damn. I'm still with the famous bars, bro. Literally. That's awesome. Because he could have said a lot worse. He could have said a lot worse. He was like, he was like, Roman got to deal with the man upstairs. Seth, you got, oh, you can't go past that. Different, bro. Like, yes, generate the heat. That I'll boo him. And I don't even, don't even the only thing I do is pop. I'm just cheer. If I was in the crowd, I'll boo him. Like, come on, G. Like, I would have laughed, yeah. boom. I would have been laughing and booing at the same time. Like, come on, bro. You don't say that while laughing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that was funny, though. It was really, really good. And that match at TLC is going to be top-notch. Hopefully, so, it's actually a TLC match. That's how the TLC match is going to Braun Strowman and Baron Court because they probably only going to have one. What is there to be a TLC match over for for them? Because Braun Strowman is their face of the company right now, even though nobody backs him as a face. Stupid. Yeah. This is what I mean by stupid. It's stupid. I know. Stupid. I know. But, Stupid. Yep. Anything else we need to hit or we... Um, let me think. Anything UFC-wise? 
some UFC chick got beat up at like a bar by a dude or something like that. Some prayers mm. up for her. Yeah, prayers up. Uh, uh, I forgot. Uh, I think his name like Israel. He's like an up and coming. I think he's black. You know, I'm all for the black dudes in the, in the UFC, so he's up and coming. Um, John Jones soon. I think next month, the beginning of next month. So yeah, that's the beginning of next month. I might have to freaking get this UFC pass thing for like a month just to watch that fight because I want to see that one. Uh, but um, yeah, that is that's about it. Um, nothing to look forward to on the uh, basketball side so far. It's still a great season. I mean, beginning of the season, wrestling is wrestling. Um, yeah, I think that's it. All right, so this is another episode of Threes from the Ring podcast. Make sure you follow the, um, yeah, make sure you follow the uh, Facebook page No Chill on the Podcast for all No Chill Media teams. Uh, make sure you be on the lookout for our new podcast as well, our anime podcast, uh, the Black Otaku's of the Culture. Make sure you follow that that page on Twitter as well, uh, the Black Otaku's. Uh, Appreciate you guys for even checking that out. Appreciate all the listens you guys shared for that as well. And but definitely continue to support the brand. We got a lot more teams on the way. Be on the lookout for our gaming channel teams. That just pretty much the next mode of content you're gonna be hearing from us, pretty much. But uh mm. appreciate you guys for listening. Peace and love. Peace.